from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Friday in Sin City. And welcome to Wager Talk on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome Zumo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for Betters. I'm Ted Sobranski, Teddy Covers, at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host, Ralph Michaels, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. And like we like to do at the start of every show, like a little recap. We call it Bad Beats, Bad Bets, Bad for the Books. And I'll tell you what. Ralph, the gift that keeps on giving is the New England Patriots. They have been the single best point spread team in the NFL for certainly for the last five years, for the last 10 years, for the last 20 years. If you've been betting on New England game in, game out, you have covered more than 60% of your wagers. If you've been betting on them since the start of 2016, you've covered close to 70% of your wagers. And yet what happened last night, Ralph? You know what happened. Sharp money coming on the Giants. They faded New England. And what happened? Patriots punched in one last touchdown to get the money once again. Books, not a disastrous night for the books. You know, they had a fair bit of wise guy over money, uh, but that was mitigated by the wise guy Giants money public cleaned up like they always do on the New England Patriots. Again, the numbers are astronomical because, you know, we look and we talk about the numbers and it's no secret the Patriots are ATS machines. The sports books adjust the lines. In college football, we see teams that get to 5-0, and 6-0 and against the spread. The line increases by a point, two points, and all of a sudden they fail to cover those games. As you said, since the start of the 2016 season, 42 covers, 19 games they failed to cover, and two pushes, 68.9% against the spread. Just an amazing NFL run. Sure. And again, last night, let's not forget people like, oh, what's wrong with the Patriots offense? What's wrong with the Patriots offense? What's wrong with the Patriots offense is this. You had Brady on a short week. All right, not good. And an older quarterback is going to have a problem with less time. You have a receiving core that is not what people thought they were going to be going into the season. You've lost left tackle Isaiah Wynn. You've lost the fullback James Devlin. Uh, the kid, you know, you've lost the kicker Goskowski, and that certainly had an impact in last night's game. The Patriots were going for it on fourth down. They didn't trust Nugent, and Nugent was struggling uh, both in the game and in warmups. So New England doesn't have the offensive pieces right now that we thought they would perhaps at the start of the season. But that defense, once again, did nothing but give Danny Dimes trouble. Uh, We expected it. There was no surprise there. And yet that last touchdown, that late TD, makes all the difference, both side and total. Of course, there was a fair bit of under money and then some sharp money for the over. Uh, A bunch of defensive scores, special team scores. When you have the under in a game like that and both the defense and special teams are getting touchdowns, those are rough nights, Ralph. No question about that. Well, as you know, Teddy, I had the under yesterday and I had the Giants team total under 10 and a half. So you score in a 64 yard touchdown and you and you score in a defensive touchdown. It's one of those games that I'm going to say I had the right side but lost and that's going to happen. And you just have to move on and you're going to get some fortunate wins. You're going to get some unfortunate losses. Looking at the box score, though, 
Yes, the Patriots got the front door cover by scoring late, but they ended up with a 27 to 10 first down edge and they doubled them in yards, 427 to 213. Yeah, and and this year, New England statistical profile, certainly on the defensive side of the football, is very, very impressive. They will attract more wise guy support in 2019 than they have in recent seasons because their stats actually look good. Challenge this, buddy. So I saw something today. Pass interference challenge, and we talk a lot about the officials. That was a lead story on Monday was the officials in the NFL. Challenging pass interference, now 1-20. and 20. Coaches have failed 20 times. They've succeeded once the last 21 tries. That's whether they're trying to get it overturned or trying to get one called. We saw what looked like an obvious one in the fourth quarter last night. Again, they're like, nope, we're not changing it. This review the pass interference deal, not working well in early season NFL. My issue is that you have referees calling out referees when you make the change. I think the only way this gets solved is if it becomes a league-wide review. You know, it's simple. You have three separate booths in New York, three guys in each. They're not referees. They're completely trained professionals on pass interference. All three hit a button, yes or no, that it was Pass interference or not, all three agree, boom, it is pass interference, or boom, you overchange it. But you have single referees making the call, individual guys changing rotations, and not wanting to make their brethren look bad. To me, it really is that simple. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an ongoing issue for the NFL, certainly an ongoing issue for betters. College football last night, well, Syracuse blunders equals NC State and under. Uh, this was a game that never sniffed an over under right from the get-go. The orange offense didn't work. In particular, it didn't work in the red zone. Instead of settling for threes, they went for it on fourth and 20. Uh, lots of fades into the corner of the end zone with receivers who weren't making plays. Syracuse had their chances to win, but NC State, one trick play touchdown was all it took. 16-10 to 10 final. The Wolfpack get the money along with the under. I don't know where the heck the Wolfpack got this D-line from. You know, they changed to a 3-3-5, and they've changed some schemes. Eight sacks against Florida State, eight sacks against Syracuse. They're now number three in the country in sacks per game. Uh, That changed the entire dynamics. Once they got those sacks early, DeVito just had to get rid of the ball quick, and it changed the way the Syracuse offense could work without rushing the ball at all. Yeah, Syracuse, basically no rushing yards last night. NC State did control the game. On the ground, Astros cashed on the run line. There was basically no drama in game five from the first inning. Houston in control. The Rays gave them a battle, but they go home. It's Houston and the Yankees in the ALCS. 30 seconds, Ralph. The the, the opener for the Yankees-Astros series. Astros minus 180. Wow, that's high. The three games the Astros hosted New York this year, they were minus 152 with Verlander, minus 200 with Cole, minus 130 with McHugh, but those games were April 8th, 9th, and 10th. Sure, a long time ago. Wager Talk continues after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of sports and sports betting for you on a Friday, football Friday. And we're going to go right here into line movers, talking about where the money is going and why it's going in that direction. Do we want to bet now? Do we want to bet wait until closer to kickoff? Want to go closer to the first pitch? Let's get into it right here. And it starts with the betting markets are still not believing in Teddy. No, not me. The betting markets aren't trying to bet on me. Teddy Bridgewater is who I'm talking about. The wise guys fading the Saints once again. Jaguars now up to one and a half at a lot of books. The leading indicator books, the sharpest books, have the highest numbers on the Jags. This is a clear, sharp, square divide game. One of two this week. Uh, We'll break down that at the end of the show when I talk about pros versus Joes. But let's start here. Wise guys fading the Saints. Good move or bad move? And why are they doing it, Ralph? I believe it's just people jumping on the news that broke this morning that Jalen Ramsey is likely to play. He was getting back treatments, and it looks like he's going to be a go. You know, does he move the needle a half a point? Maybe. I mean, the Jags certainly, they're a much better defense with him. No doubt. And this is the Jacksonville team that has created a grand total of two turnovers all season long. So to have Jalen Ramsey back uh, would make a significant difference. And, of course, he's not going against Drew Brees this week. He's going against Bridgewater, who has looked good. Had a great game last week against the Bucks. Weak pass defense. This pass defense, a little bit of a different animal. I can understand why the money's come on the Jags. It is a Jacksonville spot off that bad performance against Carolina last week. Although I'm not convinced we're going to see a whole lot more Jaguars money. No urgency 
if you like Jacksonville. This line isn't going to steam up to three. There's Vikings money trickling in. This looked like it might go down to two and a half earlier in the week. Instead, it's been tick, 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 tick. Now Minnesota minus three, minus 120, minus 125. And there are a few three and a half starting to pop up. Vikings taking support in the NFL marketplace for Sunday. I don't think this goes back to three. I think if if you want to play Minnesota, if you could find a three, you want to play that right now. Uh, Minnesota against a non-division foe at home. You talk, Teddy, about how you have them as your strongest home edge. Well, in their last 24 games against non-division opponents as a home favorite, 18-2-2 against the spread. Sure. And from an injury standpoint, at least part of this money is coming in because Philadelphia's injury report isn't looking too good. They're going to be without Avante Avante Maddox has been downgraded to doubtful, as has Deshaun Jackson. They already have some cluster injuries in the secondary, so they're not likely to get a whole lot healthier this week. We talked about sharp square divide in Jacksonville and New Orleans. There's a sharp square divide in Cowboys versus Jets, but most of this movement has to do with Sam Arnold being uh, Sam Darnold <laughs> being behind quarterback uh, this week, as opposed to Luke Falk. Big difference between a third rounder and uh, a third stringer and a first round draft choice franchise QB of the future. Meanwhile, Dallas has some issues on the offensive line. The Jets down to plus seven, nothing but wise guy in New York money. And when you look at the consensus sites, nothing but public support. For Dallas this weekend, this is a clear Sharps word of eye game. The money, of course, is moving the sharp side. The money doesn't move the square side very often. The big bets coming on the Jets driving this line down to plus seven. So if I like Dallas, are you calling me a square, Teddy? Is that what you're doing? Not at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the line's going to stay at seven. Bridgewater's proven the point that, you know, he's worth a few points. And to me, if you remember when... When he, excuse me, not Bridgewater, Darnold, when Darnold got hurt, I believe that line went up three and a half or four points from going from a number one to a number two quarterback. So clearly, I think going from a number three to a number one is worth more than two points. With that said, I think the opening line was a little off, and that's why I still lean with Dallas. But I understand the value people thinking that there is there is money with the Jets from what the first drop off was before they played the Browns and now coming back to a three to a one. I think it's worth five or six points in the line. Sure. And of course, that Cowboys injury report is not pretty. They could be without three starting offensive linemen this week. And that means, you know, the Jets have been good against a run. So if Dallas is going to cover that game, going to have to be Dak Prescott throwing downfield. I'm not convinced. The Cowboys were able to run the ball down the Jets' throat in that one. All the sharp money showing for the home dog, New York Jets. Well, we have to talk about it. It's the Redskins and the Dolphins, the Ofer Bowl. <laughs> but the wise guys aren't taking the side so much in this one. We've seen a legitimate sharp move on the total. Lots of over money between two teams that have, how do we say, atrocious defensive statistics. Between them, averaging more than 70 points a game. Uh, opposing teams have averaged better than 70 points a game uh, against the Redskins and Dolphins combined. Is it bad zone, red zone offense here or bad red zone defense? What do you think of the over money between Miami and Washington? 
Well, if I'm going to say, here's the reason to bet the over, Washington has the number 28 defense, Miami has the number 32 defense, but then I'm going to say, oh, wait, Washington has the number 28 offense, and Miami has the number 31 defense, excuse me, Washington has the number 28 offense, and Miami has the number 31 offense. So the teams are 28, 28, 31, and 32. All I can say is they're consistent. Again, I I, I laughed about this game yesterday. I don't have any input. I I think that Washington deserves to be a three-point favorite, but I won't be betting side or total here. Some of the over money that came on that game is my money, although I was not the one who moved the markets a full point in early betting action this morning. West Virginia, live home dog. That was this game, and, and it's, we're really seeing two-way action now. There has been a fair bit of money on West Virginia as a home dog, and every time it gets down to 10, I see a different group coming in and betting Iowa State back up to 10.5. What do you make of the Cyclones and the Mountaineers as we shift our focus to college football? This, of course, uh, going to be on the four-letter network, 4 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. I I look at it and I look at Iowa State and they're not used to being a double digit favorite. They're a team that's just learning how to win. Since 1980, they've only been a conference away favorite nine times. I like the West Virginia side here, so I understand the 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 people buying it back when it when it gets over ten to grab that 10, 10 plus as a home dog. But again, it's a unique situation for Iowa State to have to learn to win on the road and then learn to cover by double digits. Yeah, see, I look at Iowa State as being a bet-on team all the way moving forward. Uh, I've been very impressed with the Cyclones and the fact that they've stepped up in class twice already and they lost both those those games against good defensive teams. When they faced a weaker defensive TCU TCU team last week, they lit them up. I would not be surprised at all. If the Cyclones have do damage against West Virginia's defense and defensively, Iowa State's pretty good. You and I on opposite sides of this one, Ralph. I'd rather lay it than take it with West Virginia. We see some South Carolina money. Georgia down to minus 23. Gamecocks have been feisty dogs, but the Bulldogs are really good. They are. I do like the true freshman at quarterback Ryan Helinski for South Carolina, who you know who replaced a four-year starter in Jake Bentley. Uh, he struggled. Uh, he struggled against Missouri, but what he did against Alabama impressed me at home. I think we're just looking at at people thinking South Carolina has been a decent team. They're averaging 432 yards per game. They did put up 459 yards against Bama, so you just have some backers with that. This is one of these high-priced games that. You know, uh, the sharps usually aren't going to back this 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 three three plus touchdown favorite. Yeah, not a lot of games I get involved with uh, laying more than three T's myself, uh, three TDs myself. Let's do one more right here because there's been Iowa money just flowing. Penn State down to minus three on the road in Iowa City on Saturday night. This one, a national TV game as well. Doesn't surprise me. I like Iowa in the game. I think Penn State is is a team that's looked very good, has looked as good as any team on the board with what they've done. I do believe Iowa is as good of a team and happy to grab the points with them. Sure. And, of course, Penn State, the one time they stepped up in class against a good defense, they scored 17 and nearly lost against Pitt. That's certainly affecting this 
point spread. We'll be right back here on Wager DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. In the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners and viewers of the show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Easy. Two, make a deposit. Easy. Three, place your first bet and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. Easy. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It's big game breakdown time, Ralph. Let's start with some playoff baseball for tonight. We're seeing money trickling in on St. Louis. It was 125 earlier. Now they're up to minus 130. Total is sitting at eight. Money coming on the under. Eight minus 120 at a lot of books. I'm even seeing a couple of seven and a halfs popping up right now on the Wager Talk live odd screen. What's your take? Cardinals-Nats game one. And this game's so interesting because 
Washington favored for the series. St. Louis favored for the game. Isn't that one of those deals where you want to pick one or the other and then bet them both? Uh, because it makes a fair bit of sense. If the, you think the cards are going to win today, you want to take them at the plus price on the series price. <laughs> you know, If the Nats are going to win today, that price is only going to go up. If they, uh, the series price is only going to go up if they pull off the upset here. So anyhow, what's your take? Cards and Nats, game one and LCS tonight. I think the line is right because, number one, the Nationals go outside of their trio to start Sanchez, and St. Louis does what they should have done, is start the pitcher that has the biggest home road dichotomy of the year in Michaelis. Michaelis at home, a 3.01 ERA, a 1.05 whip. Michaelis on the road, 5.40 ERA, 1.42 whip. Teddy, in the break, I was looking up my database. Game one home favorites in the playoffs since 2016. If you've been a favorite of 138 or higher, you've gone 20 and one. If you've been a favorite of 101 to 135, You've gone 0-5. Oh, all right. So that makes a case for the underdog Nats here. And again, when you're talking about game one, series price versus game one price, there are correlated wagers that you want to make series price if you have an opinion on game one because that will be adjusted after each and every game. And your optimal scenario is when you get plus prices on the series price on both teams in your pocket, then you don't have to worry about who's going to win at all. Let's talk college football for tonight. This game's getting a lot of betting attention. The Miami Hurricanes, embarrassed, humiliated last week at home by Virginia Tech. They turned the ball over five times in the first half. They were down 28 to nothing. They made a game of it, but still lost. Well, they've been taking a little bit of money. Virginia, now a two-and-a-half-point dog, total of 43 betters, expecting a defensive scrum in Miami. I was oh so close to pulling the triggers on, on betting Virginia. And at the last minute, I just stopped. You know, I have some friends that that cover Miami football, and the quarterback situation is not good. And I think there's an overreaction. Anytime you bring a a, a backup quarterback in like they did with Perry last week, and, and he has a big comeback from being down. They were down 28 nothing to Virginia Tech. People think that's the same mentality and the team's going to perform to that same offensive level. They're not. Listen, they're not. Virginia knows who they're prepping for now. You have been practicing. People are game planning against you. You're not playing against prevent defenses. I like Virginia. Yeah, they they had a couple rough games with Florida State and Old Dominion. But I look at the the Notre Dame game and you basically played him even yardage twice. You you played him even on first downs. And you were minus four turnovers, and yet it was a 15-point game. I do like the Cavaliers. Yeah, I worry about Virginia's offense being able to move the football against that Miami defense. They couldn't do it last year at all. The total of 43 telling us that both teams likely to have difficulty getting the ball in the end zone this evening. Mountain West Conference play. Don't want to leave that alone. Colorado State has lost their last 10 games against FBS opponents in straight-up fashion. And they're laying more than a field goal on the road, which speaks volumes about New Mexico. The Rams minus three and a half, 66 and a half 
against Bob Davies Lobos, a team that has struggled mightily so far this season. Well, Colorado State may have lost that many against FBS foes, but they've also beaten New Mexico nine straight times, going eight and one against the spread in that in, in that record. I look at this New Mexico defense, and you have a defense along 518 yards per game, 24 first downs per game. It's just that I think the Colorado State team is a better team. Are they going to struggle or can they win on the road? Yeah, I do believe they can win on the road. I believe they're the better team. And even though they're on a four-game losing streak and New Mexico is actually two and three, has has a as they win more, my power ratings do back the Rams here. Yeah, I mean, New Mexico struggling against the likes of Liberty. Um, Colorado State, I think, is better than Liberty. but and, and this game's getting steamed. I said three and a half. We're seeing fours. I'm seeing four and a halfs popping up right now on Colorado State, and I cannot lay that price with that team. Patrick O'Brien, a decent backup QB, a Nebraska transfer, but this is not a squad that knows how to win, that is has any level of confidence. The head coach is under, you know, they're talking about buying them out. Those aren't the type of teams I'm going to lay three, three and a half, four on the road, especially against an opponent that they've beaten all these times in a row. Maybe New Mexico thinks this is an opponent that they can beat. Oregon, minus 21, total 59 and a half against Colorado. Nothing but Ducks money, nothing but over money. Oregon has allowed seven points or less in each of their last four games. Is that real? Is the Ducks defense that good? Or are the Buffs primed to put some points up here and maybe cover this number that way? Let's remember, uh, the Ducks' defense wasn't too bad last year. They started off well. They had some injuries in the middle of the season, and they returned seven starters from that unit. And uh, Yes, it's much improved, but let's put it in perspective. Auburn had a freshman quarterback making a first start. Nevada had a quarterback making a second start in a game they weren't interested. Montana, you had a banged-up Stanford team a Cal team with no offense. So it, it, it's bizarre to say that Colorado could be the best offense they play with Chenault, who could be the best player in the uh, in, in the Pac-12. And he was a player, a wide receiver for Colorado that was injured last year. Colorado was banged up. They missed four or five starters from, from last week's game. But I do like the Oregon defense. I think they can shut down Colorado. And I am a big fan of of pass efficiency numbers when you're taking an opponent's uh, passing acumen into effect. Colorado right now, out of the 130 teams in the FBS, has a 122 pass efficiency rating. Herbert will be able to pass. Ducks defense does slow him down. I lean with the under more than I lean with the side. But if I had to give an opinion, and it is a TV game tonight, I'll give an opinion on uh, the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, exactly. If I'm playing, I'm laying. And I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon lays a whipping on Colorado in late night action this evening. Let's talk about some of the big marquee matchups for tomorrow. Throughout the course of the week, we've been through a lot of these, but certainly the big ones. You want to have a chance to go through twice uh, and see if anything's come up different and, and give our viewers on a Friday a chance to talk about the biggest marquee match of the weekend. Let's start 
in Baton Rouge. LSU minus 13 and a half, total of 56 against Florida. Fascinating game. Gators coming off an impressive upset win at home against Auburn. This is a really good defense to be getting almost two touchdowns. But is LSU a team we can stay in front of? Do we trust Trask to hang tough in a hostile environment like this one? And are the Gators' defense statistics a little bit skewed because they faced one bad offense after the next? They certainly haven't faced Joe Burrow and an LSU explosive passing game so far this season. I look at LSU and I look at Ohio State, and those are the two teams that jump out to me are elite. They're above where we even ranking them. I'm not afraid to back this LSU team laying those points. I think LSU can get to 30. Do I think Florida can get to 20? No. I think LSU's defense gets overlooked. They gave up 530 yards to Ellinger on the road, but they're at home. You look at what Florida's done away from home. Against Miami of Florida, they put up 306 yards. They got outgained. They went to Kentucky. They only outgained the Wildcats by by 31 yards, and they were plus two turnovers in that game, only winning by eight, and that was with. Remember, Kentucky was going down to punch it in, misses the field goal. Florida has a one-point lead and then extends that on a, on a running back who breaks a play open. That's a very misleading final. Florida away from home, completely different team like LSU. I'm with you. LSU are pass for this better. Let's get one more in before the break real quick. Oklahoma, minus 10.5, total of 76 against Texas. The Red River rivalry starts early on Saturday. It's a rivalry. We talk, we'll talk about rivalries in November a lot. Tom Herman as a dog, 14-3, 11 outright upsets, 5-0 as a double-digit dog. Dog in Red River rivalry, 18-9. Last five decided by five points each. I'll take the dog. I'm with you 100%. You and I agreeing this week, Ralph. That might be dangerous. We'll break down NFL next right here on Week. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at Cal Sports LV. You can follow me on Twitter at Petty underscore cover. Covers with an S. You can follow Sports Grid on Twitter and get notifications for all of the fine programming here on this network at Sports Grid. And be sure to download that Sports Grid app where you'll get all of this content available on demand. I know this is destination viewing. I know you're going to be here every day, noon to one Pacific time, three to four uh, Eastern time. But I also know maybe this day you got to go to the doctor. You got an appointment or something. Download the app. You can watch it on your device. Sports Grid app worth having. Big game breakdowns continue. Let's go to the NFL and let's start at 6.30 a.m. here on the West Coast. Ralph, you getting up early for this one? Panthers minus two and a half, total of 47 and a half against the Bucks in London. Obviously, we saw last week Tampa Bay, that pass defense got gashed. Teddy Bridgewater looked really good picking apart this defense. His best game with New Orleans. That being said, the Bucks' run defense has faced a litany of quality foes, and they've been dynamite. This is not a game where Christian McCaffrey is likely to go off. Can Carolina win if McCaffrey doesn't go off? With their backup QB. That's my question to you, Ralph. Panthers and the Bucks early start, minus two and a half, 47 and a half, the total. This is our first revenge game of the year. Again, Tampa Bay went into Carolina on a Thursday in week number two, comes away with a 2014 win. Let's remember what happened that game. We had a banged up Cam Newton. Fourth and goal from the one, what happens? It's not a Newton sneak. They run Caffrey to the corner on a sweep. He doesn't get in. Caffrey, 16 carries for 37 yards in that second game. I do look at Tampa Bay, and I give them a lot of credit. The Bucs have played the toughest or the second toughest schedule in football. But after going to the Rams, giving up 500 yards, going to New Orleans, giving up 457 yards, having this Panthers offense that's actually better now without the injured Cam Newton being there and a healthy Kyle Allen, I do give the Panthers the edge. Do you have any takes on this London game? I'm not betting on Carolina, especially laying points 
in a game that I don't think they're going to be able to run the football with their backup quarterback. When Carolina can run, they can win. When they can't run, it's going to be a struggle. And you talked about that Bucks defense. I mean, they faced, they're, they're number one in the NFL in yards per carry allowed, despite the fact, look who they faced. They faced a ridiculous slate of opposing backs. Uh, maybe the toughest slate of opposing backs in the league. So this isn't a game where I trust. I don't think McCaffrey's struggles in the first meeting were fluky. And Carolina was held to 14 points in that game. I don't trust the Panthers, even with revenge, to get the win in London. Uh, it'd be Tampa or pass for this bet. That number one rush defense you talked about, Teddy, 3.12 yards per carry, an incredible number against the slate of competition they've played. Earlier in line movers, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. That line has come down now to the Cowboys being a seven-point favorite, a total of 45. We know we have Sam Darnold. Can the Cowboys right their wrongs on the road? Well, they're supposed to be able to right their wrongs in the road. The Jets, an opponent, I mean, Jets have been non-competitive each of the last three three ball games. They had the loss to Cleveland that was 23 to 3. Wasn't pretty. Offense couldn't do anything. They had the loss to New England, where they covered the spread thanks to two very cheap touchdowns after they fell behind 31 to nothing. Of course, they covered the spread, uh, catching plus 17 uh, or higher in that ball game. And then last week, coming out of the bye, extra time to repair. They go to Philly, and it was just as bad, if not worse. Thirty-one to six final. They weren't. They were never in that game. They were never competitive with the Eagles. And they're facing another good team this week. The difference, of course, well, there's two differences. One, they're going to have Sam Darnold back, and I do think there's a huge difference between uh, Darnold uh, and Luke Falk. We've seen signs from Darnold, and the Jets have some weapons offensively. The offensive line hasn't done very well. But they have some weapons that they can get the ball to in space. But the bigger issue for me, we do we keep talking about it, teams that have to be able to run to win. Dallas has to run to win. Dak Prescott, we've seen enough to know that the games where Zeke Elliott has no room to run, Prescott is not lighting up opposing defenses downfield. Uh, I mean, that, that's been pretty consistent. And we've seen that in recent weeks. We saw it against Green Bay. We saw it against New Orleans. Uh, two better defenses. The Cowboys' offensive line is an injury-riddled mess right now. They could be without three starters this week. That makes me very reluctant to lay any price with Dallas, even in what should be a bounce-back game for a Cowboys team primed to win after back-to-back losses. Not without their offensive line, they're not. Uh, That's an injury report you want to check very closely. We don't know for sure yet, but they could be missing three different guys from what, when healthy, is an elite OL. Without those guys, it is not an elite OL, and the Jets' defense has been pretty darn good against the run so far this season. Many people were high on the Tennessee Titans coming into the season. You now look at the Titans after five games. A win against Cleveland looks tainted when they were plus 200 penalty yards. A win against Atlanta doesn't look as good as it did, as you would have expected at the beginning of the season. And now they're facing a Denver team that, again, they have a win, but it's against the Chargers team we know is playing poorly. So no team has had a good win in this matchup. When you compare the two, Denver a two-point favorite, a total of 40. Who do you favor? Well, I know I'm not laying points with the Broncos. They're not a team I'm real comfortable laying uh, laying a uh, price with. And even last week, they got up to that big early lead uh, against the Chargers and did 
nothing the rest of the game. And Flacco's throwing picks instead of punching in touchdowns to make it easy. And at the end, you're nail-biting. You know, that's Denver. They're not good. Uh, and they're coming off a win. Uh, and they're facing a good defensive team in Tennessee. The Titans are weird offensively. They are. Defensively, they're steady. Uh, all right. And this defense, they've got cover corners. They've been blowing up games to the line of scrimmage. Um, there's a lot to like uh, about that Titans defense. That's going to keep them in games. Um, and, you know, when we've seen Tennessee lose, it's not because the defense is getting gashed. It's because Mariota and the offense can't do anything. I don't know what to do with Tennessee offensively. Uh, there are weeks where I'm like, all right, yeah, this, oh, wow, look, you know, A.J. Brown's made a big difference. Now Brown and Davis on the outside. They should be creating big plays. Uh, and you're like, Derrick Henry should be pounding the ball off the middle, and they got Taylor Lewin back, and they should be uh, the offensive line should be better. But it's not. <laughs> so this is not a game I'm going to bet. Interesting one to consider. Slight lean to the under in a game where I think both defenses are better than both offenses. I agree with that underthought in Tennessee the last two weeks, nine sacks against Atlanta and Buffalo, and Joe Flacco has been sacked three times or more, three times, three times or more in three different games this year. Well, in college football, you said we're going to bring back a game and talk about it on Friday because it was exciting and it was a marquee game. In the NFL, we kept not talking about this game, getting it sliding into Friday, because we didn't want to talk about it. But you intrigued me, Teddy. You said you may have put a little bit on the over in this game. Tell us about the Skins and the Miami Dolphins. As you said, the Skins, 3.5 and, and 42. Yeah, and, and you brought up the, the, the stats, where both teams are awful offensively and awful defensively. And you say, which one of those two matters in a game like this? And Anytime you're putting more your money on bad teams, you're going to expect some level of randomness. In a sense, you get what you pay for. You're going to get what you deserve. And these are two, I mean, my power ratings legitimately have them, number 31 and number 32 in the NFL. They're both winless for a reason. So we are talking about bottom feeders. But we're talking about bottom feeders that both could have an offense this week. Case Keenum's going to get the start for Callahan. Callahan's an offensive line guy. First time as a head, uh, first time as the Redskins head coach. He wouldn't mind this job next year. Uh, I, I, I don't look at Callahan and the Redskins saying, oh, we're going to throw, throw this away. And they brought him in specifically this week. Gruden's, Gruden could have been fired two, three weeks ago. They saved the firing so that the new head coach would have an easy opponent week one. Uh, I read that in multiple places. So that's public knowledge for whatever it's worth uh, from Dan Snyder and company. Miami off a bye, winless teams off a bye, historically have been decent uh, ATS. Uh, I don't know that Washington's a team I want to be laying a field goal on the road with, but uh, we've seen Rosen play well, well enough. We've seen Keenum play well enough. It's not like these teams have no capacity to move the football. I think defensively they're weaker than offenses, and I like the over in this one. No, And the markets do too. The total's been bet up from 41 up to 42. We have another game that we talked about in line movers, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the New Orleans Saints. The line was one. We've seen some one and a halves. We talked about Jalen Ramsey back. Your take on the Jags against the Saints, the total 43 and a half. Yeah, I wanted to pull the trigger on Jacksonville, and then you start looking at those rushing numbers on defense, and you're like, maybe not so much. From a spot standpoint, again, the Saints – uh, off three consecutive wins by a TD or, or less, a big divisional win last week, uh, marquee showdown prior to that. I mean, it's a Saints team 
this is their flat spot if they're going to have one. Of course, the Saints are what, like 14 and uh, 14 and 0 straight up, 13 and 1 ATS in October in recent years. They've been pretty good uh, uh, under Peyton at this time of the year. But this is your flat spot if they're going to have one. The reason I didn't get to the window with the Jags, you start to look at those rush defense numbers, and you know we think about Jacksonville as the defensive juggernaut. That hasn't been the case. And then you have Minshew with the knee and missing practice time, and uh, it, it concerned me enough to leave Jacksonville in the lean category this week as opposed to I actually took money out of my pocket and got to the betting window with them. I pick them, I might look at the Jags again, but I, I'm not convinced that I get there uh, with Jacksonville. The markets have been undervaluing Teddy Bridgewater, and the market money's coming against them again this week. The Minnesota Vikings, I mentioned in the earlier segment, their record as a non-division home favorite, 18-2-2 and against the spread. A three-point favorite, we are seeing some movement up to three-and-a-half at some casinos, a total of 44. Philadelphia, again, still having some injury issues. I know the Vikings have the strongest home field advantage in your power rating numbers. Is that enough to back them this week? Mm, it's not because you know this Kirk Cousins, who's I mean, Kirk Cousins takes a lot of heat, but I think he deserves to take a lot of heat. And, and again, we talk about the the very best quarterbacks and what they can do against quality defenses, yada yada. Minnesota, it's so clear. You look at every game since Kirk Cousins got there, practically. Maybe not everyone, but almost every game since Kirk Cousins got there. The games where they can run the football, they're winning and winning by margin. The games where they can't run the football. Kirk Cousins is not passing them to victory. And Philly's defensive strength is that defensive line, especially with the secondary banged up, uh, like it is for the Eagles. They could be missing three starters again uh, this week from that secondary. But I don't trust the Vikings to run the football in this matchup, so I ain't laying points with Minnesota, even with that big home field edge. Sunday night, you have about a minute. The L.A. Chargers minus 7, 41 and a half. We're not sure who the Steelers' QB is going to be. Does it matter? Well, you know, we talk about Hodges is the fourth string guy because Dobbs got cut in the preseason. They played ball control last week uh, after uh, Rudolph got hurt, and I would expect them to do a lot of that this week. A lot of dink and dunk, a lot of trying to run James Conner. This is a situation where Pittsburgh is likely to try to shorten the game and rely on a defense that has seven first-rounders. Chargers lost their Pro Bowl caliber center in Pouncey last week. They've been turning the ball over in the red zone all year. And Pittsburgh's defense is pretty darn good. My gut reaction in this one, Ralph, has me looking under. I don't see touchdowns in bunches from either of those two teams. But I'll tell you this. I can't lay a TD with the Chargers and not trust that defense enough to do it. And if you're going to cover that number of a touchdown or more, you're going to have to get that stop at the end of the game. Chargers haven't done that with any consistency. When we come back, Pros versus Joes, right here on Wager DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Stretch of Wager Talk, our last segment of the week. Of course, we'll be back on Monday. We'll do it all over again next week. But on Fridays, we like to talk pros versus Joes in the NFL. And Ralph, you made a little joke early in the show saying, hey, if I like the Cowboys, that means I'm on the square side. Recreational bettors win and pro bettors lose. All right. And we talk about the pros. They have plenty of bad weekends. If a pro hits 54% over 1,000 plays, they're very happy because they made a nice profit. And they're going to lose 46% of those wagers. You're not going to see me say, oh, well, the pros like it, therefore, it's a must bet. Or the Joes like it, therefore, oh, it's a stupid side. It doesn't work that way. It's just info. So here's the info for this weekend. There are two legitimate sharp square divide games. Ralph, and I'm going to ask you if you agree. But it really seems like the Jag Saints, the pros are on Jacksonville, and the Joes are on New Orleans. And with the Saints, Jets, the Joes are on the Saints, and the pros have taken the points with the Jets. You agree with those two, that they're both legit sharp Yeah, the second one was Cowboys-Jets, not the Saints-Jets. Yeah, so yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Completely, completely agree that that's the case. And, you know, we're going to see that anytime you get that team with Teddy Bridgewater with those whole pro- high-profile wins, the public's going to be on that team. Yeah, so the pros... The wise guys betting the Jags, betting the Jets. The other two teams that we've seen legit wise guy support for this week, the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks, have both taken sharp money throughout the course of the week. The Joes, well, uh, obviously they're against uh, the Jags with the Saints. They're against the Jets with the Cowboys. Joes are liking the Ravens a little bit, and the Seahawks also a popular choice. So 
pros and Joes lining up together in the Seattle-Cleveland game. Again, it's, uh, you know, it's something to look at. And as you said, Teddy, it doesn't change my handicapping one bit. If the game is there, my number's there, I have confidence in my abilities, I don't worry about what percentages are bet on what teams. I'm happy with with my abilities to handicap. Fair enough. That said, Joe's Saints, Cowboys, Ravens, Seahawks, those are the square sides in the NFL for Sunday. Hey, guys, thank you so much for spending time with us this week. Enjoy the games all weekend. Good luck. We'll be back right here on Monday.